Hey, and welcome to the NCC More podcast. Uh, this is time where we kind of get together and we uh, gather around the table and continue the conversation that we started on Sunday. Uh, I try to add a little bit more value to the talk. And, and this was our second Sunday in our new series, Morning Joy. Yes. Uh, and what an amazing, what an amazing, we're going to restart. Yeah. Because yeah, of that. that. Yeah, I yeah. think we should. Mm-hmm. I totally think we should restart. Mm-hmm. Which, having great timing. B-52. That's not our mute. Yeah. Well, there you go. It was you know, two for one. Say, the Lord sent that airplane. Yeah. Just for you. While we're on it, is anyone else on airplane mode or on do not yeah, disturb? Is, right. Are we yeah. all good? Uh, okay. We're good. Okay, good. great, great, great. Let's try that again. It smells like I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the NCC More podcast. This is a time where we gather around the table and continue the conversation that we started on Sunday. We try and add a little bit more value to the talk. And, and this Sunday, we started our second part of our yep. new series, Morning Joy. Yep. Uh, which it's been incredible. I, I, I've so enjoyed the talks. We're talking about joy and really how we awaken joy and live in joy yeah. in every season and every moment. Um, and and this time and, and today we, uh, uh, we we went into and we started talking about like how joy works in our lives, how yeah. we engraft it, and and we talked about four different ways. Uh, that we cultivate joy, that we live in joy, that we have to have living in our life yeah. uh, in order to really live out this life of joy in every season. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think whenever we, whenever you dive into this, you you have to have, you know, if we if we're going to say morning joy, right? Kind of the whole concept of the series is how do you have joy every morning, yeah. regardless of the season that you're in, regardless right. of the situation or the circumstance you find yourself in. I think if we if we're going to go with the with that, with that, and the big idea that we have to believe that it's possible because yep. the Bible says to do it, and mm-hmm. the Bible wouldn't say do it if we couldn't. Yeah. So if the Bible says, "Hey, rejoice always," in Philippians four four, and 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 so if it says it's possible, then that means it's my choice. Mm-hmm. I can choose that. Yeah. Uh, and and if that's the case, I need to know what kind of handles do I need? Yeah. To produce that kind of joy, because that kind of joy is not just going to happen. Right, right. You don't just wake up with morning joy. Mm-hmm. You don't just, well, you know, if I just keep on going, surely one day it's going to work out for me. It's never going to work right, out that way right, for you. Right. So, so what do we have to do to get that joy? And mm-hmm. I really believe there's some things, some processes right there in the book of Philippians, as mm-hmm. as Paul is writing Philippians from jail, teaching us about joy. Right. So he's literally teaching Which- us. This is how you have morning joy, yeah. you know? And so I think he really lays out some types of joy that we can have that give us, um, really give us a real morning joy. Right, right. And the first thing that we pulled out of the scripture on our talk on Sunday was talking about the joy of heaven, yeah. uh, the joy of heaven and how we, how our anticipation of heaven produces joy no matter what circumstance we're on, yes. we're in. And, and so my, my question here, starting off our, our conversation here is, you know, heaven is an unseen place. Yep. Well, at least we've never seen it. Yeah. You know, it's something that's not really pertinent. Like, you know, we don't, it's, it, you know, yeah. it's not something that's our life that we're living. Totally. It's very much more real to us yes. than a place that we've never been. Yeah. How is it? How do we get our attention? How do we get our focus off of our present onto the coming heaven, yeah. you know, whenever we're so overwhelmed with, you know, family, the kids, work, you yeah. know, extracurricular activities, yeah. all these things that flood our very real lives. Yeah. How do we, 
how do we allow the joy of heaven to be cultivated in our now? So here's the thing is that the what you're talking about is the reason that we have to be intentional about heaven. Mm. Because we are flooded by all the demands on our job and the challenges with our children and the responsibilities in our marriage and all the things that we have that make up this life. This is the reason why we've got to be intentional about thinking about heaven mm -hmm. because heaven is what allows us to keep all of those things in perspective. Mm -hmm. If we don't think about heaven, our job is going to become bigger than it needs to be. If we don't think about heaven, then the, the situation with our children is going to seem impossible. Mm -hmm. But whenever you intentionally build into your life thoughts about heaven mm -hmm. and eternity. Now, I don't know about mm -hmm. you, but when I think about eternity, like my mind catches a cramp. You know, like, I, yeah. I, like oh my God, like forever and ever and ever. But here's the thing is that I realize today is like not even a small little dot on, on this wall behind us mm -hmm. in comparison to eternity. Yeah. It puts everything in perspective. And the, the issue that I'm dealing with, it feels so huge. But when I think about heaven, my issue goes. But if God could create eternity, mm -hmm. surely he can fix this thing. Surely he can give me enough peace to make it through the season. Mm -hmm. Surely there's enough power and strength that God, the creator, can give me in view of eternity. Yeah. And so I think, you know, for us, the the reason that we've got to do this is because the very thing that you described. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get our mind on all of these things that we that we see, that we touch, the life that we're living in, mm -hmm. right? But we got to fix our eyes on heaven. We, right. we have to we have to allow ourselves to think about the the reality of heaven and the things of heaven, mm -hmm. because it makes everything make so much more sense mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Without heaven, it doesn't. Christianity doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Yeah. If we're not doing this with an eternal perspective, right? You know, and so it's literally thinking about heaven that makes this life really makes sense. So let me ask you this. Let's say, you know, because people grow up with, uh, you know, a multitude of different backgrounds and experiences and they have different worldviews. You know, what if I grew up in, you know, a semi-religious culture and whenever you say think of heaven, whenever yeah. I'm trying to get my job, my thoughts off my job, my thoughts off of my stress, and I try and get on heaven and I think about like this, this big, pearly gate and, you know, naked floating babies with wings playing harps and, you know, like, what what about that is supposed to make me happy, you yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah, I, think, yeah. I think the real question is, what about heaven are we supposed to think about and how do we construct a proper view of heaven? Wow, that's, you know, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, I've never thought about heaven that way, so you know? thank you for bringing <laughs> that into my mind. I'm going to add that right. in there, the naked... Babies with wings. I'm, I'm gonna with the heart. Yeah, yeah, with the I'm heart. Gonna, yeah. You know, just like lounging yeah. around on clouds. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> definitely bring that into my mindset. No, I think that that's a that's a great question. Um, and and for me, when 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 whenever I think of heaven, mm -hmm. I think the. Uh, I mean, there's no way we know exactly. I mean, you, right, you can right. go into the Bible and talk about the streets of gold and the. The yep. river. You can go into the Bible and read all the descriptions that are there in the different passages of, of Scripture. But for me, the way that I see it is I see it as I'm in my father's house. Mm -hmm. 
I'm in my father's house. I'm in the one who loved me, mm-hmm. died for me, created me. He created a place for me, a room for me, and I'm going to be in his house, mm. in his presence with no sickness, no, no, no disease, no dysfunction. I'm going to be the way that he created me to be, mm-hmm. and that is without the struggle on the inside, with not not wanting, uh, to, uh, not not having a, a desire, a temptation. Yeah. It's going to be me in my father's house, the way that I was originally created to be, like like mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, the, yeah. the, the original creation to live without sin. Mm-hmm. That's the way God created, and and that's the way that I see it. Mm-hmm. I see a massive house mm-hmm. with with me living there, and and Jared, I hope you're there. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I hope you can make it. Uh, you know, but that's what I see. I, mm-hmm. I see living in a house, and 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 living in in the beauty of what God originally created me for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and so you know that's how that's how I that's how I view it. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I know there's great descriptions out there and we can get biblical and we can break it all down in the rubies and the sapphires and the gold and the, all the beautiful all descriptions the stuff, yeah. of, that heaven, that, that heaven will be, uh, yeah. for sure. But that's the way I see it. And that's what I'm excited about mm. that. My father created a room in his house for mm. me. I'm excited about going that's there. So good. And then, so we talked about the joy of heaven and then we also talked about the joy of faith, yeah. us living this life of expectation, of believing in God and His promises for our yeah. life here and now, yeah. and how the joy, that faith, produces joy in our life. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned um, that, you know, joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, it's proof of, you know, the Spirit indwelling us, yes. uh, God's Spirit indwelling yeah. us. But you said faith isn't one of the fruit, and you listed out all the fruit, and yeah. faith's not listed there, but you That's said right. faith is the fertilizer for yes. that fruit. Yes. You, can you kind of expound on that just a little bit? Yeah, you know, the thing that, the, the, you know, thinking about heaven, okay, it produces joy in us for what our eternity will be like, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it gives us joy thinking about a God who loves us so much that would create a place for us that we can step into and live in eternity. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. That that gives me joy today. Okay, but I don't want to just wait until heaven, right, to experience that joy. No, this is where the joy of faith comes in, and faith brings heaven into my today. Mm. So that that's why I, that that's where faith really comes in is because faith brings heaven. It's it's Jesus's prayers we talked about on Sunday. Let mm-hmm. your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Faith brings joy into my now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and so um uh, you know and then and then we kind of broke that down and and faith is the fertilizer. Um you know, whenever you whenever you look at the the fruit of the spirit, those things aren't produced without faith. Mm. If you want to grow, if you want to grow love, you better sprinkle some faith on that. Yeah. If you if you want to grow peace and joy, and there may be some things in our lives that we grow a little bit easier because we're wired that way, and it might. It might not need as much fertilizer, but I can promise you, out of the nine fruit of the spirit listed there in in Galatians, there there's there's going to be there's going to be some of those that it doesn't come natural to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to grow it, you got to sprinkle some faith on it. Mm-hmm. And when you sprinkle some faith on it and say, "Okay, God, I, what does that faith look like?" That faith looks like staying connected mm-hmm. to Jesus, because that's the only way I'm going to be able to produce these kind of fruit, you know, in my life. And so right. if I if I'm impatient. And I want patience in my life. Mm-hmm. 
I better, I better stay connected to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That faith is what is going to produce that fruit in my life. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, and, and, you know, and obviously joy being one of those, one of those, uh, fruit of the spirit. And so, uh, I've got to stay connected. Mm-hmm. Faith is that fertilizer that produces yeah. those things in my and, life. And you talked about, you gave a little bit of definition to faith, and this is kind of our house definition of faith, Yeah, that uh, faith is a deep belief that leads to an action, results in obedience, and must be constantly cultivated in your life. Yeah. And I, I want to I hone in on that last part, constantly cultivated, because... You know, it's easy to sit in a church service or to to go to a church for, you know, a certain season and feel like you have this faith thing down. Why does it have to be constantly cultivated versus something that like I just I got there. I heard the message. I get it. I believe it. And it's just it's just a part of me now. Yeah. No, you know, faith takes so much work. You know, and it and it it starts if we just kind of walk the definition just real quickly. It starts as a deep belief. That's where faith comes into all of our lives. Mm-hmm. It starts as a deep belief, but faith is so much more than a deep belief. Mm-hmm. Faith is a deep belief that leads me to an action. The mm-hmm. first action would be repentance. The first action would be I need God to invade my life. Yeah. I need to surrender to Him. That would be the first action. Then it produces other actions, right? Of of, of uh, uh, that are going to result in obedience. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be obedient to the word of God. Like I'm going to begin to be obedient to what the word says. I'm going to be obedient to get into community. I'm going to, uh, these are the actions that are going to come. It's going to result in me being obedient. But then you can't leave off this constantly cultivated because I'm never finished. I'm never done. It doesn't matter how many degrees I have in theology. It doesn't matter how many sermons I've preached. It doesn't matter how long I've been in church. Faith in me always has to be cultivated. It's constantly cultivated. We never stop cultivating it. And so um, so no matter where we are in our journey, faith demands that it be that it be cultivated. And and if you want to grow, if you want to grow joy, you can't grow the joy you need to grow today on 2016 faith. Hmm. It's impossible. You hmm. got to grow. Hmm. You got you got to grow the joy you need today with the faith that you need today, yeah. right? Jesus, give us this day our daily bread. I got to bring it today, mm. and so I think that's where that cultivation comes in because I don't want old joy, I don't want old love, I don't want mm-hmm. old kindness, I don't want old. So I've got to bring it today mm-hmm. if I want to produce that fruit. How do you cultivate faith? You cultivate uh, faith by by working on it. You know, I think that's where we're going uh, this week, right? Where Paul says, "Work hard." Mm-hmm. Work hard on the fruit of your salvation. Okay, well, the fruit of salvation is the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hard work. It's hard work to create love. It's hard work to to love people that are unlovable, that are love people that are different than me. It's hard to have patience. It's hard to have morning joy. That's why we're talking about it, right? It's hard to live in joy. It's hard to live in peace with all the news, everything that's going on in our world today. Okay, so I've got to work at it. I've got to work at loving people. I've got to work at having peace. I've got to work. It doesn't just happen because I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen because I believe there's a God. I've got to work. How do I get this peace and joy and love and patience and kindness, self-control? How do I get these fruit in my life? And that's that's where that working in it comes in. I never stop growing. I never stop developing. I never stop working for my life to look more like Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, so here, let's just take that tangent. For example, for joy. Okay. So we have to. It's hard work to get joy 
yep. you know, cultivate in our life. What are some things that I can do today in order to work joy into my life? You know, how do I? Yeah. No, I, that, 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 that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I actually, I had a conversation with Carolina Lee mm-hmm. and, uh, she asked me on Saturday, she said, dad, are you, you preaching? And I said, yeah, actually I'm preaching with mom. And she goes, what are y'all, what are y'all talking about now? And I said, well, we're in a series called morning joy. She said, well, what's that about? And I said, well, we're talking about how do you have joy Every day, every morning when you wake up, regardless of your situation, your circumstance, you didn't do good in class or you, you know, you had a falling out with a friend or, you know, you didn't, you didn't win your competition that you compete. How do you have joy the next morning? And she looked at me like, you, you just decide. And I was like, well, yeah, babe, you know, yeah, that's right. You have to decide. And she goes, you just make the choice, dad. You just say, you know what? Today, I'm going to have joy. That's how you have joy every day. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're going to Not everybody understands that, right? She, she is your child. She is definitely 100%, right? You just make up your mind and you don't let anything keep you from it. Um, but, you know, really, uh, it, it, at the end of the day, that's what it always comes down to. Mm-hmm. I have to decide. This is a non-negotiable. Joy is a non-negotiable in, in my life. I I will have joy. Now, what is joy? We define that in in week one. You know, um, it is a, it is found in an emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And then it is also found in a source. Yeah. So we 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 know we have the source. Mm-hmm. Okay, the source lives on the inside of us. So I have the source for joy. The question is, is am I going to let that source create an emotion in me mm. of joy? And I I can because mm-hmm. that is. That's what the source wants to do to give me this joy. Yeah. And now this is not we're not we're not being goofy and silly and and ridiculous, you know, like saying, okay, well, you know, how am I going to be happy? Bad things happen, you know. How am I just am I just going to be happy? My right. my mom and dad were just killed in a car accident. You want me to have joy? Like, come on, like yeah. we're not we're not. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. But there can be a source on the inside of you mm-hmm. that creates a certainty and a strength, as mm-hmm. we said on Sunday. That's what joy does. It creates a strength yeah. on the inside of you that you can make it through those things, and it doesn't rob you of joy. That joy actually serves you during those seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that. But it's just it's it comes down to a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. I will I will have joy, mm-hmm. and I will fight for that every single day if I have to. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'll read whatever I book after. I'll go see whatever counselor. I'll talk to any pastor, friend. I'll do whatever it takes so that I can produce joy in my life. I believe that's how that's how important it really is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so good. And then we also talked about so we talked about the joy of heaven. We talked about the joy of faith. Then we talked about the joy of community. Yeah. And how and how community, you know, gives a gateway to joy in our life. Um let's talk about that for a second. How, how does community, why, why, how does community play a part in our joy? Community plays a part in your development and you can't fully develop without community, Mm. which means you can't fully have joy without community. Mm. Um, we, we were created to live together in community. Mm -hmm. Uh, we see that in the early church, as we talked about on Sunday, they were they were devoted. The scripture devoted. That's a strong word. Mm-hmm. They were devoted to fellowship. Mm-hmm. They didn't just 
happen upon fellowship, they yeah. were devoted to it. Meaning it was, and only four things listed. I think it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Four things listed that they were devoted to. Prayer, the apostles' teaching, which is really the word of God. The other two had to do with community. Yeah. Fellowship and eating meals together. Mm-hmm. That's what they were committed to. Well, we we see that right off the bat. We see what Jesus was committed to. Yeah. Community. He wasn't an he didn't isolate himself, pop up on the scene, preach a message, poof, disappear, <laughs> you know, come back in and do it all over again. Yeah. He lived in community. He picked disciples to share his life with. They, there was a, an extended group that he was sharing lots of time with. Jesus paved the way for community. Yeah. And 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 Jesus was full of joy. Mm-hmm. So he's showing us that hey, community produces this joy on the inside of you, and mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think for us uh, to realize there is a level of joy that comes from doing life God's way, mm-hmm. and God's way is community. Mm-hmm. Um, we were not created to live in isolation. We were not created to do life alone. We were created to do life God's way, and to live in community is God's way. Mm-hmm. And there are things that come out of that like joy Mm -hmm. that you only really understand that are only developed whenever you get into that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's say for this, cause there, there are people who are like me, I'm very extroverted, Yep. easy to be around people. I get a lot of energy from being around people. Let's take the flip flip side, someone who's a little bit more introverted. You're you're naturally more introverted. Absolutely. Uh, um, And so it's, it's a little bit more, you kind of have to work up, you know, to get around people, you know, to really, uh, you know, interact with a whole lot, which is ironic because you speak in front of people, you know, for a living. But like, how, as someone who's more like you, who's a little bit more introverted, how do you, uh, how do you recognize and embrace the joy of community when you're naturally inclined to kind of draw away and seclude yourself? Great question. Um, Community is not the masses. Mm -hmm. Community is just people. Mm. So I think sometimes when we hear community, we're like, Oh my God, I got to be friends with a thousand people. (laughs) No, community can be six people in your small group. Mm -hmm. That's community, you know, and and that's what you need. Um, Now, obviously you might, you come to church with a lot of people, but, but you don't have to be friends with a lot, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, Jim, Bob, Larry, Sarah, Hey, you know, like that doesn't have to produce, but what I have to be committed to is community. Mm. So I've got to be committed to a group of people living life together with a group of people. Um, you know, and, and one of the thing about introverts is that they have, uh, uh, typically they have a lot of deep relationships. Mm. So, uh, uh, excuse me, a few deep relationships, whereas more extroverted people have, more surface relationships with multiple people. They, mm-hmm. they, they've got more friends, so to speak, but introverts have maybe fewer friends, but they go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. That's community. Yeah. So community is not something to be afraid of. Community is what most introverts are already doing. They just don't know that they're doing it at that, yeah. at that level, you know? Yeah. And so you just say, I'm going to find a smaller group of people yeah. and live live life together. So let's take the flip side now with extroverts, because I, I know that, you know, multiple, all the people, but it's a very surface, not real deep relationship at all. Yeah. Do they need to focus on finding some core people to go deep with in order to find joy? Or is there is there sustainable joy in a surface? No, absolutely. No, I, I think that, that, you know, but 
even an extrovert, they're going to have they're going to have a few relationships, so they're going to go a little bit deeper. You know, obviously, uh, whether you have a you know a mentor, a coach, somebody that's kind of pouring into your life, discipling you, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's I think that's biblical that mm-hmm. you that somebody in your life is speaking into your life on yeah. a very intimate and personal level. Um, but here's the thing: is is extroverts are going to get the joy out of the larger community, mm-hmm. whereas for me that might not do as much for me. I'm going to get more joy out of a small group sitting down with five or six people who I love and who I trust and who I've built this relationship with. Man, that's really going to fill me up. Whereas an extrovert might come in on Sunday and serving with the greet team and being, man, this is community. I love doing them and just, I mean, just get so much joy out of those relationships. Mm-hmm. It's still community and it's still joy. Yeah. Looks different for all of us and we don't need to put joy in, you know, <laughs> this is how you get joy. We just said there's joy in community because mm-hmm. that's God's way. Yeah. Don't live life alone. Small group. Large group, doesn't matter. There's joy in community, and that's what we have to find. That's so good. That's so good. And then finally, we ended up with just the joy of Jesus. Yes. Right? And and we had in the notes, I don't know if you actually said it, but it's, we had in yeah. the notes, if, if you're wondering where this joy begins, it begins with Jesus. Or, sorry, uh, seeing heaven isn't possible without Jesus. Faith starts with a deep belief in Jesus, and community has its purpose because of Jesus. So if you're wondering where this joy begins, it begins with the beginning, the journey with Jesus. Absolutely. And so let's just talk about just on a very brief level, the joy of Jesus, how Jesus just as who he is affects our joy on a day-to-day life. Absolutely. Well, you know, and and when you you read uh, through the gospel and Jesus multiple times, multiple times says, my joy I give to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is a joy that is found in Jesus. It's what makes joy supernatural. Mm. The world can experience joy. People that are that don't believe in God can experience joy. Mm-hmm. They can even have a source of their joy. It could be the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. It could be the source of their joy. Right. I mean, if but they, it's a if, poor source of joy. I mean, just, I mean, they're disappointed a lot. Right. Right. But 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 they could they could have a source of joy. And if the Cowboys win, there's an emotion that comes from the source. Mm-hmm. That, that's a that's a very worldly thing. People have a joy in the stock market, mm-hmm. right? When the stock market is doing well and where I have my money is doing well, it I have an emotion. Mm-hmm. That emotion is joy. And that is a real joy, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. But what makes what we're talking about supernatural? And that is the fact that the joy of Jesus is a supernatural joy. Mm. And we can't, the Dallas Cowboys can't give you that. Yeah. The stock market can't give you that. It yeah. is supernatural. It goes beyond the natural emotion of joy. And God can bring it in. And, and uh, this, is the way, this is the way you have morning joy, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the Cowboys lose and people have... Morning sadness, right. right? The stock market goes down and people have real bad morning <laughs> morning depression, yeah. right? But that's why no matter what, it's supernatural. And 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 if you take it the way the the way that Paul says about peace, right? He says, um, uh, he says that you would have peace that passes understanding. 
Well, really, when you break it down, everything that Jesus gives passes understanding. Love passes understanding. Joy passes understanding. Peace passes understanding. It doesn't make logical sense how you can love somebody who harmed you or harmed your child. How are you able to forgive and love? That is that is supernatural that yeah. God would give you that type of love, joy, peace. And so it passes understanding. That's where it becomes supernatural. And that's where you know it's coming from God. Yeah. It is supernatural. And so the joy of Jesus is this is this, this supernatural sense of where our joy is coming from that allows us to live in mourning joy mm-hmm. because his spirit is on the inside mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. So we get yeah. to live yeah. with the joy that he lived with. And we, we know that nothing stole his joy. Even as he was going to the cross, he said, it's the joy that I see before me, I will endure the cross. Even in his, even in his most, most difficult time, it was joy that was yeah. still pushing yeah. him forward. Yeah. And so I think that whenever we live with 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 the joy of Jesus, we realize that's when we're tapping into the supernatural joy of Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. That's so good. And that only comes from a relationship with yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. Really just yeah. you know, leaning into that. Yeah. Incredible. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us today for the NCC More podcast. Hey, you need to be involved in these conversations. You need to get involved in these talks. So we want to see you here Sunday at 930 or 1115 here at North Point as we continue this conversation about morning joy. We can't wait to see you here.